And today we are going to speak on the subject power to overcome. Power to overcome. And what a beautiful subject that will be because Jehovah is our healer. And I'm not going to read a specific text, but we are going to read different scriptures today as we are going through our text. But before we get into the first scripture, I, I would like us to, to note that when it comes to receiving gifts, It is normally, there's normally a formula that we use when we have to give someone a gift. And let's say when it comes to, to your birthday, the formula that is often used is first someone will promise you something for your birthday. And they would say, this year for your birthday, I am going to get you something. And I will get you something nice. And then the second part of that formula will be the arrival of your birthday when you receive the gift. So the first thing is they promise you that on your birthday I will get you something. And then when your birthday arrives, you get that specific gift. And you are filled with joy and excitement because of that gift and then after that that gift starts to work for you if it is a chocolate <laughs> it will work for you if they bought you a new iron nash they bought you a ghd maybe i'm speaking prophetically here <laughs> hey i was not must not say these things but, but if you receive the specific gift, it will work for you. And this is the formula that is often used when it comes to receiving a gift. And it is amazing that we see the, a similar formula when it comes to the gift of the Holy Spirit. And today we know in the church we are celebrating Pentecost Sunday, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the saints. So, so when we look at this formula, we find a similar process in terms of what the apostles went through in terms of them receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit first. So, so the first thing was Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. The second thing was the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. He arrived. And then the third thing was the Spirit started working in them and through them. So we see a similar process. And I want us to look at these three components in Scripture today. So the first one I want us to look at is the promise of the Holy Spirit. 
And I want you to know that we are still speaking under the series Rafa, the Lord, our healer. So the first part is the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, you can go there, in Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. This is Luke speaking. Until the day when he was taken up and the other day the church celebrated Ascension Day. This is now referring, Luke is referring to Ascension Day. Until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. Now I want you to notice that is very important because the first verse Luke speaks to Theophilus who was supposed to be this person who had high regard in society. So Luke speaks to Theophilus and he says in his first book, so his first book was the Gospel of Luke. So he says in the Gospel that I wrote in other words, I doubt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. So Luke is saying in the gospel that I wrote, the gospel of Luke, in the gospel that I wrote, the first thing I dealt with was the, the great wonders and the miracles and the signs and wonders that Jesus did. But also I dealt with the teachings that Jesus had taught. So that is what Luke was saying. He says, I dealt with it until the day when he was taken up after he had given command. Now he speaks of his transition from the gospel of Luke into the book of Acts. Because he's the same person who wrote the gospel of Luke and he's the same person who wrote the Acts of the Apostles. So, so Luke speaks on this transition and he says from the gospel all the way to the acts of the apostles. I have dealt with the life of Christ Jesus. He says after he had, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. But listen, this specific part where he says, after he had given them, it was later now. After he had given them commandments, after he commanded them through the Holy Spirit in the apost to the apostles whom he had chosen. Now listen to this. That specific text. Listen to verse X chapter 1 verse 3. How it complements that text. It says, Jesus presented himself alive. So in other words, Jesus was resurrected from the dead. So he presented himself alive. So Luke is referring here to numerous times when Jesus presented himself to the apostles after him being resurrected. 
So Jesus spent sufficient time with the apostles after his resurrection. And Luke says he presented himself alive. Remember, he presented himself and Thomas was one of the people who wanted to make sure that it is Jesus. And Jesus had to put his hands there so that Thomas could feel that this is actually Christ who was nailed to the cross. So Jesus presented him alive to the apostles after his resurrection, to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And I love that. So when he presented himself, he made sure that he spoke to them and he taught them on the kingdom of God before he would ascend into heaven. So, so the kingdom of God, Jesus found it necessary to teach them about the kingdom of God before he would ascend into heaven. Because this is a kingdom that is not of this world, but operating in this world. So, so Jesus taught them more about the kingdom of God. So, so Jesus, and, and, and the beautiful thing is that Jesus gave them the kingdom before he gave them the people. Jesus gave them the kingdom of God before he gave them the people. And it is critical, it is important that we come to understand that before we find the people, we first need to find the kingdom. No wonder Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's the first part that you need to seek in your life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness and then the rest will be added unto him. So Jesus first gave them the kingdom and when they went, he added to his church and the rest will be added unto you. So this is so vital because if we do not get this, we may want to go without having the kingdom. And we cannot go without the kingdom of God. Because when you go without the kingdom, what are you, what are you telling people? What do you have to say if you first do not get understanding? So the kingdom of God is essential before you go. And Jesus makes sure that he gives them the kingdom before he would allow them to preach to the people. And no wonder why ministries are a mess nowadays. Because people go before they receive the kingdom. And this is the will of God for our lives. That we may first seek the Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then the rest will happen. Amen. You see, the thing is, we often just link this text to material gain. Mm. Yeah. 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and your car will be added unto you, your house will be added unto you. This is what we think of when we speak about this text. A new job, a, a great job will be added unto you. A new clothes will be added unto you. Jewelry will be added unto you. We think of all those type of things and, and, and money will be added unto you. But let me tell you the most important part is when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then you will be able to overcome yes. whatever is ahead of you. You see, the problem today is we have become, and, and I'm not saying everyone, but most parts of the church, we have become a people that want the people, but we do not want the kingdom. Yeah. And therefore, we, <laughs> let's go deeper. Therefore, when we are in the church, we become impatient with growth. Because preaching the kingdom of God, growth does not come that quick. <laughs> because you are teaching people the principles of the kingdom. And you are sitting with them, saying, look, this is how the kingdom works. But if you, Pastor Shannon, are impatient because this is a new start, you will leave the kingdom compromised for the people. So you will not think about seeking the kingdom of God first. And therefore, we, we produce weak Christians in the church for the sake of numbers in the church. And Jesus says, I am not into to, to producing weak Christians, but I am into producing a movement that is built on the rock, Christ Jesus. So, so I first teach them before I send them. Yeah. Hey. So, so perhaps as a preacher, I first need to become more patient in teaching the people before I'm sending the people. Because unless I disciple you in this setup, you will not be able to disciple others. But the problem is we have it the other way around. We want people to disciple others without us discipling the people. So Christ says, I sit down with my apostles first, whom I have chosen. And I teach them the kingdom of God. first. You see, after Jesus, let me tell you something. The, the, the same apostles... They saw great and mighty things. In, in fact, the same apostles, Peter walked on water. In his arrogance, he could have said, let us go. But they understood the importance of sitting and listening until the right time has come. So, 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 Jesus first teaches them the kingdom of God. And Acts 1 verse 4 says, And while staying with them, he, listen to this, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem. 
You would think that after Christ resurrected from the dead, he would immediately tell them to go. But he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the but to wait for the the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the you will be baptized with the not many days from now. So he says, I first need to teach you the kingdom of God and then you need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit and then you go. And Jesus made them a promise that he will baptize them with the Holy Spirit. He will baptize them with the Holy Spirit. You see, this brings me to a point. Our faith, our faith, because so many things has happened in the church, our faith started shrinking in terms of us believing for the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And yet it is a promise. Jesus says, I will. Jesus says, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And, and because so many things has happened in the church and so many theological debates has happened about this, we were so caught up in theological debates that our people started suffering in the Spirit. Yes. And, 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 and without us realizing, we were caught up in the debate and we failed to realize that our people are losing faith in this important process of the Christian journey to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, so while we were debating, our people stopped believing. So, so, <laughs> so, so what happens then is when we take you, Ashley, and we put you in the water, and you come up, you have no faith that Christ will baptize you with the Holy Spirit as well. So, so because that happened, a lot of people went through the water, but they never experienced walking in the Spirit. Yeah. Does this make sense? So a lot of people went because we have, we have debated so much and we have sown so much uh, uh, doubt in the lives of the people because of our debates that we forgot that Jesus himself said, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This is a promise. To you and your children, he said, to, through, the, the, through the prophet Joel. This is a promise to you and your children. And we need to come back and move from doubt to faith. Knowing that at the end of the day, when we go through the water, 
we will receive the Spirit. Jesus said to them, it's important that you wait for the Holy Spirit. It's important that you wait to receive Him before you go. And, and they waited in their obedience. And the second component came. And Pentecost arrived. So on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says, Acts chapter 2 verse 1, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, the day of Pentecost was the fulfillment of the promise that Jesus had given. So this is the fulfillment of the promise. So they were baptized on the day of Pentecost with the Holy Spirit. You see, this was the most important day of their lives and ministries. Which I'm saying to you, the baptism with the Holy Spirit is the most important part of your Christian journey. Because unless you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you will struggle to overcome the enemy. Because you cannot overcome the enemy in your own strength. But Jesus said, I will send you the helper that you may overcome. So this was the most important day of their lives. Because the promise came to pass. And because Jesus told them it was to their advantage that He goes away, that the Holy Spirit may come, they experience a great blessing on the day of Pentecost. Because now, I do not only dwell with you. Now I dwell in you. And this is why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so important. Because it is Christ in you. He was Emmanuel when he came. God with you. But now we have the benefit of God in us. I will be in you. And therefore he said, when he, the comforter, has come, he, I will not only be with you, but I will be in you. Which brings me to another debate. That we, when, when, you see, when we look at the scripture, the first thing we think is to debate the, 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 the gift of tongues. Now we, we have this debate in the church 
for years. And we miss the important fact that Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit that is not only with us, but He is in us. And if we are not careful, we'll get, we'll get caught up in the debates and miss the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have this type of conversations. But what I'm saying is it should not become the foundation of our ministries. Mm. But our ministries should be led by the Spirit Himself. Yes, okay. So Jesus says, I promise that I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The day of Pentecost arrives and He baptizes them with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So now, they do not only know how to talk in the Spirit, but now they will walk in the Spirit, as the Apostle Paul stated. And this is the important part of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You will not only talk, but you will walk in the Spirit. You will know Him in the power of His resurrection. Once you are baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now you will walk in the Spirit. You see, when we receive the Holy Spirit, when we, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we, we no longer have this belief system of flirting with Jesus. Because we, 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 we live in a society now that flirts with the Christ, but they are not filled with the Christ. They, they know about Him, but He does not dwell in them. And, and, and we need to understand the importance of the baptism with the Holy Spirit is that we may not only talk in spirit, but that we may walk in the power of His resurrection. So the fulfillment of the promise is to our advantage. And we need to experience Him for ourselves. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit was given for each and every one of us. This notion that the pastor is spirit-filled and the congregation needs to receive from the pastor, it's error. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So, so the spirit of God, let me tell you something, as much as I can pray for someone, and that person receives healing, or that, that spirit, that demonic force leaves that person, you can do that. Yes. But the, the problem is most of you do not believe it because of how people preach to you. Yes. That the power is in the pastor and not in you. And you are a recipient of the power in the pastor. And that's not what Christ preached. You see, the apostles themselves, 
Therefore, when, when, we, when we move on to the third part, we said the promise and the fulfillment of the promise, the Holy Spirit arrived. And then the third part, he started working in them and through them. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit did not come to reside in the pastor and you become a recipient all the days of your life of the power that is in the pastor. But when the pastor has the Holy Spirit, he will pass on what he has. Yes, amen. Yes. But if he's an egomaniac and he wants you to worship him, he will say, I have the power. And you must come to me. And I can prove that. Look, look, look at what Jesus does. He gives the apostles the Holy Spirit. And the first thing Peter does when he preached, he says to them, repent, be baptized and receive the gift of God. In other words, what I have received is not only for me, but what I have received is for you as well. And the church, the early church, was successful in taking the gospel to the people because the Holy Spirit did not only operate in the preacher, but he operated in the church. No wonder the Apostle Paul will say, the same Spirit who resurrected Christ from the dead dwells in you. Amen. He did not say in you, Pastor. <laughs> he spoke to the church. Yes. So, so, so I'm saying to you today, move from that doubt yes. to faith and believe that the works that Jesus did you shall do also. You shall do also. In fact, Acts chapter 5, listen to it. Acts 5 verse 12. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. And they were all together in Solomon's Portico. None of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on, laid them on courts and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the who? Bringing the who? The sick and those afflicted with what? With unclean spirits, demons, and they were all? I'm saying to you today, that the Holy Spirit is a healing spirit. Amen. He is Rafa. Amen. 
because he is of the same nature as the father and the son and therefore jesus said behold the works that i did the signs and wonder and the miracles behold the teachings and the preachings behold the works that i did you shall do also because the spirit of god who dwells in you is a healing spirit so 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 the holy spirit did not only come to dwell in us the holy spirit came that we may overcome yes and therefore i said to you the subject is power to overcome jesus said when you receive him power will come upon you and that power is the power to overcome so so stop waiting for the preacher to speak in your circumstances but the same spirit of god who resurrected of resurrected jesus from the dead dwells in you you have the power andina to overcome you have the power to overcome and, and this is in all aspects of your life so when you are sick the bible says they brought the sick to the apostles let me tell you something if the spirit of god only came to convict us of sin then the miracles would have stopped with jesus but because the miracles continued and he's a healing spirit it continued through the lives of the apostles so when the apostles went out he started working in them and through them so when he walked when he went out when they went out the holy spirit started healing the sick and casting out demons from the oppressed so i'm saying to you today that you you might receive that same spirit And the Holy Spirit is able to empower you to overcome. The Spirit of God was never given to us so that we may fail. The Spirit of God was never given to us that we may lose a battle. And remember the last time I said to you, the problem is we become addicted to pain and suffering. Because we victimize ourselves in circumstances then we forget the spirit of god who was given to us gives us the power to overcome so the holy spirit is here to help us overcome the day of pentecost was not just any day where something miraculous happened and it stopped but when they received him and they went out the Bible says Peter's shadow touched them because he had the Holy Spirit in him, the power to overcome. And I'm saying to you, if you are broken because of circumstances that surround you, when you receive him, he will give you the power to overcome whatever whatever broke you the holy spirit is able to restore you whatever circumstances caused you to fall into depression the spirit of god is able to empower you to overcome it
and don't let your love in peace. If you are dealing with suicidal thoughts because of your circumstances, the Holy Spirit is a healing spirit. It's the spirit of truth and peace. He can help you overcome that. In fact, I'm saying to you, if you feel alone, because there are times when we do, the Spirit of God is an ever-present Spirit. He will be with us always. In fact, the toughest one is if you are battling sin, He has been given that we may overcome it. For we cannot win that battle on our own. But it is the Spirit of God who dwells in us, who gives us the power to overcome. And I'm saying to you today, He was promised not only to the apostles, but He was promised to you. And as He came on the day of Pentecost, He never stopped filling the people. Up until, the, up until today, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is possible. There's no such thing as the Spirit of God stopped in a certain century or in a certain decade or in a certain life. The Spirit of God still fills believers. People who come to Christ the Spirit still fills them. And He empowers us to overcome. And I want to conclude by saying to you today, John said these words because the Spirit that he received on the day of Pentecost, he knew the power of the Holy Spirit. John said, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Because he knew firsthand, he experienced that power. So he knew what he was talking about. Now I'm saying to you, when you receive the Holy Spirit, he will empower you to overcome. Do not get caught up in your circumstances. It is tough. Yes, I know. I've been going through a lot lately. It is tough. But greater is He. Hey, God reminded me this week. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. The Holy Ghost. Beautiful person that's available to us all. 